We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, guys? Before we get to today's episode, I have to give a shout-out to Factor Meals, America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service. Factor offers delicious flavor-packed options that meet many dietary needs, calorie-conscious, keto-friendly, veggie, vegan meals, and so much more. It's a very easy process. You go online, you pick your meal from a weekly selection of over 35 delicious options. Factor prepares and cooks them to perfection with their gourmet chefs. The food is delivered right to your door. You simply heat it up. It only takes two minutes and you're eating amazing food. The ingredients and all the meals are fresh, never frozen. Factor also has so many more things than just dinners. You can get a, an assortment of over 50 add-ons, breakfast items, lunches to go, cold-pressed juices, shakes, smoothies, and so much more. When they sent uh, me uh, some samples, the black crust, black pepper crusted pork chop was my favorite. It was so delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash Bronx50 and use code Bronx50 to get 50% off. That's half off. F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Bronx50. Thank you, Factor. Let's get into the episode. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your host, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. All right, everybody. The Yankees officially acquired, acquired Juan Soto. They did it. When we finished recording on Wednesday morning, the deal seemed imminent. I think everyone was expecting this to happen. It was it was taking a while. Medicals seemed to be the holdup. We're all thinking Michael King's elbow is the thing that was going to sink this deal possibly i'm getting cliff lee flashbacks of like you know trades that didn't happen and i don't know if the padres were eventually like you know what let's just look the other way or if they think his elbow is clean or i i don't know i don't really care i I don't think it was was actually much about that i was listening to i I stayed up late last night and watched hot stove i was ready to record last night at 11 30 you were nowhere to be found i I knew asleep i knew i knew i knew uh that i was sent a text I was like, maybe, maybe he'll get a notification for the text. I know he won't get it for the group. Probably not, but I'm gonna send it anyway. No. And uh 
I got what I was expecting. I was willing to come on. I was willing to do it for the record. Uh, but anyway, I was watching Hot Stove and um, what were we just talking about? I just completely lost it. That's Michael gone. King out of my Michael brain. Michael King's elbow? Oh, the, the, the medicals. They were saying that uh, the GM for the Padres uh, had some like scouting dinner or something and <laughs> and from like 6.30 to 8 and he was unavailable and just he couldn't get offline. it. So, so everyone's like, the medicals. It's they just, got his the, out the of medicals. office. The, the guy was just not by his phone. He was just doing something. He was just busy. Okay. You know? And that's what that's what that's what uh, held up the deal a few extra hours until the, yeah. the wee hours of the night. Yeah, man. I mean, I saw your text this morning. By the way, I you know I was up at 5 30 because that's what I do. Uh yeah. I would have recorded at 5 45 this morning if, if you were. I would have. I would have done that too. I would have done that too. We could record the show at 5 45 in the mornings if you want. I'm good. Uh, the problem is Harrison wakes up at six o'clock on the dot. <laughs> okay. Well, we talk for more than 15 minutes. That yeah. is documented. Yeah. So yeah, I was I was not I was not staying up for, for that news. I've I've was fully expecting the news to happen all day. And then it just uh, kept dragging on, dragging on. The deal's official. Juan Soto and Trent Grisham to the Yankees for Michael King, Drew Thorpe, Johnny Brito, Randy Vasquez, and Kyle Higashioka. A blockbuster trade. So the Yankees are obviously getting the the top player on, on the trade block. Uh, call it second best player behind Shohei Otani available this winter. Although I think based on our GM plans. We identified Soto as the better fit for the Yankees this offseason over Shohei Otani. Hey, look at us. Good for us. We're uh, good we, for we, us. We, we did it. We predicted something. Is I'm this really, the first? Hold I was on. a is little. This... I was a little upset that you guys did the same thing so that we could bask in our glory. But I guess we'll do it together. Is that so? This isn't the first GM plan that ended up coming to fruition because I remember I signed Adam out of Vino in, in my offseason plan okay. when the Yankees signed him. But cool. like, that, how'd that work out? Thank you so much for that. No, whatever. But it's just like that wasn't that wasn't anything revolutionary. I don't know if Juan Soto is revolutionary, but going into this winter, were you actually expecting the Yankees to get a deal done for Soto, or did you just expect them to be in the talks for Soto, but then him to be traded to some other team? Because the, maybe the cynic in me—that's what I expected. No, I, I really did expect them to go after him hard, and 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 the fit was so perfect, and and. Reading the tea leaves, like when we were doing the GM, all the prep for the GM episode, everything that Ilya and I found was that San Diego was looking for young pitching, and the Yankees just matched up perfectly with yeah. with what they needed, and they needed catching, obviously, and we're chock full of catchers. So, like, I think we both had Higgy non tendered, but I mean, this is the same thing essentially. He's not on the roster at the end of the day. Like, that's that's what we were we were looking at. Um, I think in ours we had uh, another reliever coming over. They have a young reliever over there, but. He was controlled. That was kind of a pipe dream. I think we added, we threw in some extra prospects uh, to to sweeten that. Our our deal, our deal that we put together included Clark Schmidt, but it also included Pereira, and we may have put Peraza in there to be honest, because I don't Peraza's value is is a mystery at this point. But um, so I was I was actually a little surprised to to be honest that this was what got it done completely. But obviously, Michael King is the high valued. Uh, player there and we didn't have him in our deal so we had to pay a little extra with you know adding clark schmidt um I but yeah I, I mean i don't know if it's because i don't even i didn't expect michael king to get dealt this winter i didn't think he was i didn't think he would have enough value on the market but clearly what he showed in the last month and a half of the season skyrocketed his value to a point where teams are identifying him as a legit rotation piece and i'm not saying they're wrong but Come on, if we rewind four months, if you're saying, yeah, Michael King is going to be the headliner of a deal for Juan Soto, 
Everyone would have signed up for that. Hey, you know, when Logan brought that up yesterday, I wasn't really thinking about that. That very is a great point by Logan, honestly. The the and some credit I think has to go. If if the Yankees been been so very, very willing to to shit all over the Yankees, I gotta go to the other side, right? Gotta be fair in in in, uh, in this regard, in the sense that if they were if they were playing chess, if they were looking down the road, you know, there's a lot of things, and <laughs> yeah, maybe that's giving them a little bit more credit, but maybe it's not. Who knows? If they if they were lining up Michael King to put him in the rotation and and betting on him to show as a starter like this with the intention that hey now we're adding a very valuable piece to a uh, to to trade talks around the league looking at Soto being available looking at uh, other folks available but when I saw that thirty whatever the 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 loan that the Padres took out I think everybody realized fifty the, million fifty million the Padres were going to be selling. Uh, Juan Soto specifically at the deadline and the Yankees were positioned really, really well. And he just fit exactly what they needed. So it was a match made in heaven. Honestly, uh, it was a perfect scenario. And from listening to what the the GM of the Padres was saying yesterday after the deal was done, was that Brian Cashman came and he was very aggressive. He was very to the point saying, we want this player. We're going to do this. Um, so all the talk of it's like a mob bus going in, we are going to do this. Well, all the talk of of you know the Yankees balking at Michael King, you know, I, maybe that's not really even true. Maybe they were just like, if that's if that's what it's going to do, if that's what it's going to take to get it done, let's get it done. Who do you think they would have rather traded, Clark Schmidt or Michael King? I think they would have rather Clark, traded Clark Schmidt, no doubt about it. But but the upside that the upside is what you look at, I guess, with um, with King. There's definitely more inherent risk though. Yeah, uh, with his with his health and and the fact that he's going to be limited, whereas Schmidt is going to be, you know. The results may not be there as much, but, it, but you're 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 going to get more bulk out of him next year. If you're looking at just next year, and I thought more and what, about King this. is two years control, two years control, two years. So it's it's only one more year of control than Juan Soto. So at the end of the day, what are we doing? You're looking at one year of control of Michael King and Thorpe, and Thorpe. Okay, fine, but but you, we both are on the same page with Yankees minor league pitching. It's like okay, maybe he could no, be good, just, but but very very possibly, uh, these if he stays process, in the Yankees organization, he won't be. The Yankees farm system, obviously Dominguez and well, Volpe is not considered a, a prospect anymore. But you know, d- outside of Dominguez, I feel like it's filled with a a bunch of quality prospects. But there's not like a blue chip prospect where you would say absolutely untouchable. Spencer Jones is he a untouchable? I don't know if he's untouchable, but I would call him the blue chip prospect of the Yankees. And what is he ranked the- in the MLB pipe? What is he a top? Where is he ranking the top 100? Because Thorpe was he, Thorpe. The most recent ra- recent rankings was 99th. Okay, 99th. We're talking. Could he turn into a stud pitcher? Sure, but we're talking about the 99th overall baseball prospect here for a top three player in Major League Baseball to add to a team that needs to win now. You need and to has, win and now. Has- and has uh, the other one of the other three top three baseball right. players. Uh, you now have two of the top three position players in baseball. You have one of the top three starting pitchers in baseball. You need to win now. I understand you're trading away some pieces that might be able to help you in the next three to five years, but I am trying to win the 2024 World Series if I'm the Yankees. You have to with how this of team course is you set do. Up. Of course you do. And you have to respond from last year. This is a direct response to last year. This is 08. This is oh this is 08 09 all over again. That's just exactly especially if they get Yamamoto. Like 
this is this is uh this here this but is here's exactly where i i distinguish is. the two and i think we talked about this on last week's episode where we talked about how how the yankees react to missing the postseason what they were trying to do in 09 was recapture the past and, and one more run with the core four guys right that's what they were doing this team hasn't won shit you're still trying to break through with the Aaron Judge era of the New York Yankees, and you haven't been able to do that. Well, I mean, you're never gonna you're never gonna duplicate what the the '90s into the you know. I'm not, I'm not talking about early 2000s. No, I'm saying the success. But when you look at the response from missing playoffs, the response to a very big down season, yeah, like going this, for a big winter. Yeah. If you're looking at historicals, this is a pretty pretty good uh, comp to what Cashman is doing. He's He's addressing the problem through free agents. He's addressing the problem with, and is uh, I, I I threw out on Twitter three guys that were on contract years: uh, Verdugo, Soto, and Glaber. Torres. But Rizzo also is on a contract year, right? So yep. I, dumb me forgot to put in Rizzo there. But, but also Rizzo has an option that the Yankees could pick up. So he does have a third an option for the third year. Yep. Anyway, so that's that's a that's that's a lot of guys that that have high ceilings that are playing for big money for their career. And that's a great thing if you want to bottle if, for a one season scenario, right? For well, looking yeah, I mean, at next I year because Soto, that's what we have to do. We have to look at next year. Soto's not playing for a big contract. He's going to get a big contract. He's going to get a big contract. I understand. Glaber that, and can, Verdugo definitely playing for a contract. And I think yeah. uh with Rizzo, he's he, I'm assuming he would want to stay with the Yankees and sort of just ride out his career. He does have he does have an option. Okay, so also Spencer Jones, 73rd overall in baseball. And as I said, Thorpe is 99th. So definitely and, – and then when you add Michael King to that as well, who we think can be a, a valuable rotation piece. Like I'm not saying you gave up peanuts for Juan Soto. It didn't break the back though. But I'm not I'm not crying over like over these prospects lost even if they turn out to be uh you know great players. This is you're trading for a player who you are expecting to be an MVP caliber player in 2024. This is not trading for uh this is not like a trade where you're like, well, I hope this guy pans out and then if our if the guy we traded away pans out, then you know, egg on our face. No, like this is Juan Soto we're trading for. For sure. And, you know, a, a lot of, uh, I thought I heard this. I don't know if it, it was just me hearing things in the wind or reading bullshit Twitter accounts because I can't tell what's real and what's not on that uh, on that, on that platform anymore, even though I'm, I've been uh, having some fun on there in the last week or so. The, um, that was that, that Soto was, you know, through Boris talking about that he'd like to hit in the three spot. So I don't know if that's okay. a, if that's a thing and Where Judge is going to hit in the two. Yeah, I mean you're you're right there with Judge, but you hitting the three spot like this is going to be the first. Uh, Soto's had protection. Soto's had protection in San Diego. You know you have Machado, you have Tatis, you have really good uh, a lineup in in San Diego. So we've seen him with protection on that side. But Aaron Judge hasn't had protection, not like this. If you if you hit Soto three and you're hitting Judge two, Judge has never. What's seen the best protection Judge has had in his career? Probably Stanton, 2018. Probably Stanton when he was when he was actually hitting Stanton, the ball. 2018 Stanton probably. And he struck out a lot too. So, but Soto is a different level. It's a different level, and it's a it's a lefty bat too. So, I mean, they're going to get a true lefty righty, lefty righty, lefty righty in their in their in their lineup on a daily basis. They have plenty of options now to do that. So Boone is like, you know, I mean, again, here's the keys to the Ferrari, Boone. Don't fuck it up. But Judge and Soto, whether they're Judge's first or Soto is first in the lineup, whatever. This is Ortiz Manny. Yeah. Like in the middle of a lineup. You yeah. are the the opposing team 
is counting the number of at-bats until they come up again and saying, well, this is the eighth hitter. He better damn well not get on base because we've got Judge and Soto coming up soon. And if they're up with runners on base, we're fucked. That is the type of core those two players are in a lineup. And the more I think about, you know, obviously the the other the other piece here is that uh, seemingly Verdugo is staying. Verdugo is going to be. Mm-hmm. The oh, I have a, I have a, I have a couple things on him, but yeah, keep going. Um, and if he's he's the left fielder, I know. Yesterday, I was like, you know, I don't see him as a as a three. I've I've come around on that. Like, I'm definitely processing all of this stuff in my head. Verdugo specifically. Um, and I was talking to my brother last night too. He had listened to our show and and heard heard as as I, you know, both of us kind of talked ourselves into Verdugo yesterday a little bit more. But him in that left field spot and. You know, the metrics are saying that he's an average defender. Everybody's talking about him as a plus defender. Everybody in baseball is talking about him as a plus defender uh, in the corner. So if he's if he's going out in left field, there's a very good spot that that you see him batting leadoff. Uh, you have Volpe probably in that nine spot. If you get an uptick from Volpe, which there's, I fully expect an offensive improvement, like a significant offensive improvement from Volpe, you basically are having the, the lineup turnover with Volpe, young guy in the nine spot, which essentially acts as another leadoff, Verdugo uh, hitting leadoff, and then Judge and uh, and Soto, and then do whatever you want after that. But you, that's a dynamic lineup. You kind when, of even put at the whoever bottom, is is if Rizzo is hitting like he was in the first two months of the season, you stick him there. If Glaber is being consistent, you stick him there. If Stanton is actually Stanton ish, then you stick him there. <laughs> DJ even could turn the lineup over a little bit more too, and to set it up. Uh, yeah, they might also do some platoon stuff depending on the starting pitcher. If DJ is going to be leading off, or if Verdugo, or if Volpe, or I mean, again, like I know I've talked about this in the past, and you give me shit for it, but like I don't hate Rizzo as a leadoff option, and especially if if Soto does want to hit third, and you go Rizzo Judge <laughs> Soto to start the game, like that's that's pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean. When you have Judge and Soto now, I don't give a. I don't care who's leadoff as long as you get on base in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Just get on base, and and yeah, they there's going to be. We know how how Boone likes to play with his lineups a hundred times. There are two guys that aren't going to move. Everybody around that will most likely be uh, plug and play, depending on what the matchup is and and who's playing in the field, who's DHing on a given day, things like that. So and, and there's there's not a lot of things you can do wrong uh, unless you're just cement Stanton in that four spot, no matter what. If you cement Stanton in that four spot, just because his name is John Carlos Stanton, then then I'm gonna I'm gonna crush Boone because if you're doing that and he's not hitting, but his name is John Carlos Stanton still, and he's still going out there and 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 not doing the thing, and now Soto's not getting any protection, I got a big problem with that. So I'm, I'm I got my eyes on how they handle him. A lot of talk from you know all the all the people saying like he's lighter, best shape of his life, all this bullshit again. Like okay, cool. Let's just see what happens. Uh, but but you please, can't start the please, best talk. Please. No, no, Scott. The best shape of their life talk starts when pitchers and catchers report. Okay. Oh, it's, it's already it's started. Still December. Notwithstanding, he's losing weight. He's going to be svelte. He's coming in. He's uh, he's identified. He's identified the areas svelte. that he needs to do. Svelte. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Eating great. a lot of gefilte gefilte fish. <laughs> do you remember? You, it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, everybody. Do you yeah. remember? Um, when the Padres came to Yankee Stadium last year and Juan Soto hit a rocket through section 205, that's what mm-hmm. he's going to do 25 times at Yankee Stadium this year, okay? Yeah. If you're sitting in section 205 or anywhere near there, bring a glove, bring some padding because you're going to get line drive missiles into the stands from Juan Soto. Uh, 
Absolutely. Right around row 11, row, right where that break is, uh, where, where it splits, that that is prime time. I'm pretty, pretty sure that's where you hit it. Right, That is prime time uh, for, for missiles from, uh, from Juan Soto. It's going to be fantastic. Like this, I am very excited to watch this man hit. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So the other piece to this trade is Trent Grisham who we were looking up a little bit before before we started recording. He's a defensive first outfielder. He's a left-handed hitter. He's uh, got a couple more years of arbitration. He's 27 years old. He ranks 92nd percentile in outs above average, according to Baseball Savant. His season last year offensively, he had an 87 OPS plus. He struck out a ton, 154 strikeouts in 555 plate appearances. He did walk a decent amount too, because for a 198 batting average, he had a 315 on base percentage by all accounts two, two true outcome yeah two true outcome the by all accounts he is going to be come in as the fourth outfielder behind judge soto and um and uh, verdugo and he's like i said a defensive first guy and i think when you factor in something from dominguez at some point later down the road you have completely rebuilt the outfield i mean brian cashman did say a couple weeks ago when he spoke to the to the media I, I need at least two outfielders. I forget the exact quote, but he's like, I need two, maybe even three outfielders. And he's acquired three outfielders. Okay. Yeah, he definitely addressed it. There's no doubt about it. Um, Brian Cashman is, uh, is dare I say back in the good graces. I tweeted out a picture that I, that I, no, he's uh, not done this, this, hold, hold this roster is not done I, yet. And I understand it's not done yet, but in the, he, he is, he's back in the good graces of, of, of making decisions that are positive for the New York Yankees. In the moment, they have to address the pitching because when you look at right now, who's the number five starter? Clayton Beater, uh, insert name here. It doesn't matter who it is. It's it's somebody that's not supposed to be a fifth starter at this point. So uh, they have to go out there. And obviously, Yamamoto is the the target. But man, is that going to be competitive? And they're talking about three hundred million. Steve Cohen's probably going to throw some stupid money. That at him. went that went f- that escalated from two hundred ten, two hundred and twenty million to three hundred million so quickly. Yeah, I think Yamamoto's quote was "pay me," <laughs> which okay. Uh, he seems like a, a kind of an opposite from Otani because all yeah. of the Otani stuff is like teams are have to be on Close the hush the hush about yeah. their conversations with him and like no, you can't you can't say that I'm talking to you. And Otani, when he came over from Japan, it, reports where he didn't want to play in New York because he doesn't want to, that kind of spotlight on him. Maybe Yamamoto is going to be embracing the bright lights a little bit more and for good or bad. I don't know. 
Yeah, seemingly he wants it. He wants all the he wants the limelight. He wants the attention, which I think is a good thing. If that's if you're that type of personality and you're embracing that, then there's a good chance that that New York uh, can can be okay for you. Like you're 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 up for it. That's a it's a good sign, at least I think for for someone. You have to like you have to be authentic and actually mean it, though. Like we said, you can't just say you want the pressure. You actually have to relish in the pressure. Yeah, pressure is a privilege, and you need to identify that as such. Um, you can't you can't again, flip off fans when they're chime when they're chirping you after your seven and a half ERA, man, in in uh, your second back second start back in late July. Correct. So we'll see what they do, but they there are options on the pitching side. You know, still on the free agency. Like if they if they lose out to Yamamoto, I think the best thing for for us to uh, for us to hope for is that Yamamoto happens soon, whether it's the Yankees or not, because if it, if it drags on and then all of a sudden you start seeing the free agent, uh, class of starting pitching start dropping, then, you know, uh, uh, Rodriguez, Erod, uh, are just signed with the Diamondbacks. So you're starting to see the, 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 the pool of pitching in the free agent market dwindle down. Um, so hopefully but- Yamamoto makes a decision in the, in the, in the near term. And if it's not the Yankees, at least then they have the ability to go out and, and uh, seek other free agents. There's a lot of free agent pitching still available. Don't, don't rule out Corbin Burns as well, which was in our GM plans. Like he, he could still be available on the trade market. And I think one year deal fits the mold of what they've been doing. So the Yankees would still have the prospects. And especially if the Brewers would be looking for some position player prospects that the Yankees could offer for, for a Burns trade. But I agree. They definitely need another consistent rotation arm behind Cole. And then you can say, okay, we'll get Clark Schmidt as a number five starter. Nestor Cortez can hopefully come back and rebound. And then Carlos Rodon has to earn his money. There's a, there's, if, if, uh, if, if Cashman really wanted to, I mean, there's a lot of, there is optionality, I think with, depending on how they're still viewed in the, in the market and across other teams, but Pereira and Peraza have some value. Uh, at least they're, they, they do have, there's no place for them to Pereira play. Pereira probably has more value at this point than Peraza. And there's no place for them to play. Obviously, there there could be because Soto's a one year deal, and maybe that's that's uh you know he, they could still use that as leverage of like, hey, Soto's only a one year deal. Like we do have plans for this guy. Um, so I don't think Soto destroys any leverage that the Yankees would have. Same with Verdugo uh, for Pereira. But you could you could certainly he he could still be very active on the on the trade market if he wanted to be. I saw a lot of people in the comments on like our Instagram posts and our Twitter posts just being like, you don't trade prospects away for a one-year deal. And I was I'm shocked by anyone saying that about this trade. It's like, have you did you not watch the team last year? You probably didn't watch the team last year because they were so god-awful. But how could you sit there and say this team should not go and acquire Juan Soto with how with how completely dysfunctional the roster was is? Is was yeah well was it's it's getting less dysfunctional yeah I mean yeah there's there's no of course you make the deal of course you make the deal and again like if you go go back down to brass tacks here and if you're having a problem because of Drew Thorpe like get your head examined uh, <laughs> two if you are having your problem uh, because of Michael King just lean on the fact that he only had two years of control so it's only one extra year and then and now you're getting a top three guy who's 25 years old that you could argue. Uh, puts the Yankees in a better position now to to acquire him uh, or extend him long term. Whereas if he were not on the team, uh, you know that may be a little bit more difficult. So conversations could be ongoing with. Uh, he's your player now. You can negotiate. You can talk about him. You could do all those things that you could not do. I know the Yankees don't don't traditionally uh, you know talk during the season, but 
they have the ability to, whereas if you were on another team, you do not have the ability to. So I give them a leg up in that sense. They they will know everything that that he needs and everything that he wants if, if there's a, a future with the New York Yankees. And no other team can can talk to him in the way that the Yankees can currently. So I think that's a good thing. And and yeah, man, come on. Michael King's when- ex- elbow exploded two, three years ago. Exploded. It was yep. brutal. It was awful. So and I and I and, and, and I and I hope to high heavens it never happens again. And I hope he has a tremendous career with the Padres. I really do. I, I hope he I hope he crushes it in San Diego. All those guys. Um, but this is an absolute no brainer. And if you're if you're thinking otherwise, you're overthinking it. I also saw some people equate this like, oh, wh- look what happened when we acquired Stanton. Okay, s- <laughs> this is not an equivalent to acquiring Stanton was on a Stanton. 19-year contract. Also, Stanton was at the end of his prime, you know, go- going to an injury guy who was towards the end of his prime, right? When the Yankees acquired Stanton, he was, what, 29 years old, I think, or 30 years old? You would, you would qualify him as an injury guy when he was acquired? I mean the 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 baseball to the face doesn't count. That's but he had other injuries with the I know, but Miami. it wasn't like Yeah, but I I wouldn't have qualified him as an injury guy. Okay, well all I know is when the Yankees won the 1998 World Series on October 21st, 1998, Juan Soto had yet to be born. Okay? He was born October 25th, 1998. He's 25 <laughs> years old. Baseball prime is the second half of your 20s. It is 26 to 30 years old. Juan Soto has yet to enter his prime and he's already a top player in Major League Baseball. Okay? That is his the player there. His acquired. prime might be moved up a little bit just because he's been in the Major League since he was 19. But yeah, your point is 100% valid and they are getting an all-time hitter at his in his prime. And if it's for one year, then I am gonna, I am, uh, I am going to enjoy the one year yeah, of Juan Soto being in the New York Yankees. You know, I legitimately hope they sign him to a long term deal. Obviously, but I agree. If he has an MVP type season this year, and the Yankees make a deep playoff run, and he walks to another team, I'm not crying about that. And you know, even if you're not negotiating during the season, guess what? Like, I know Boris likes to take his guys to free agency. Like, that's what he does. He maximizes their contract. But at the same time, Boris and the Yankees, like, there there could be an understanding here. Like, okay, if you went to free agency, what are you expecting? Done. We'll pay that. We'll pay that. They have the ability to have those conversations at length right now. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at do you know what's kind of cool about this? The Yankees are test driving a Ferrari. Okay. Mm-hmm. You sign Juan Soto, you're signing him. He's going to get like 13 years. Okay. It's going to be crazy what he gets. You're signing him up for a decade and a half. You get to test drive that to make sure it works in well, New York. It's going to work. Like Juan Soto, Juan Soto works. Like there's, I'm there's, 99% not sure it's going to work. I, uh, but what I'm saying is you get to experience it before you buy. That's yes. cool. The Yankees, you that, don't always get to do that with a player like Juan Soto. That is 100% true. But you also have to understand, as the Yankees, that once you test drive this, you need to expect that it's going to go well. Yeah, well. you don't want to go and back to thing, the Honda after you drove the Ferrari. 
Right. And you also don't want to negotiate for, for that car, uh, with everybody else after they see the cool car too, because in, in, in the, in the Bronx, cause if you could play here, you could play, you could do it here. And you if could you do can it anywhere. make it here. <laughs> so, uh, I also want to talk a little bit more about Verdugo. So af- I listened to some Boston radio, uh, yesterday afternoon, because I just wanted to hear their thoughts on, on the Verdugo thing. And they were crushing the Red Sox. They were because this is also at a time when they thought Verdugo might be flipped to San Diego for for Juan Soto. So th- people were like, "This is bullshit." Four years after we trade Mookie Betts, all we're going to get for this is the Yankees are getting Juan Soto because Verdugo is really the last player that uh, the Red Sox have from that from that uh, Mookie Betts deal. But no one really seems to be upset that they traded away Alex Verdugo. I think they were done with him in Boston. And we kind of alluded to this on the pod yesterday. Like he has had some attitude problems. He had run in with Cora and, and Cora does butt heads with people. And if there's one thing Aaron Boone doesn't do, he doesn't butt heads with people. He, he wants to be your best friend. If you're a player for him, you need, you need creamer with your coffee. He's, (laughs) he's, he's making sure that you get the, the exact flavor that you need. And I don't know if that's the right thing for the Yankees, but maybe that's the right thing for Alex Verdugo. Who who knows? I guess we'll, we'll see there. But um, I just thought that was interesting that that even though the Red Sox are getting basically three maybe bullpen arms, they're not upset about trading Alex Verdugo. Yeah, I, I saw some quote too. And again, the like take us with a grain of salt because who knows what's true anymore. But there was something about him being on uh, wasn't on the playoff roster for the Dodgers, but he was in the building. He was like he was there. Uh, and and wasn't he Kershaw. a rookie? That wasn't he a rookie though. Yeah, but Kershaw Kershaw came out and apparently the had said like get this guy out of the fucking uh, dugout, get <laughs> oh, him really? out of the clubhouse. Yeah, oh, God. so I don't know. Uh, he may be the biggest asshole in Major League Baseball. I don't know. Uh, seemingly, he's, he's he's an annoying. He may just be like that annoying, like like shut, just shut up, just shut up. He might be one of those, and not just you know I don't know, intolerable, but. He's going to have to straighten it out because he's coming into a situation where there's a lot of veterans, obviously. like This is a different situation for him. He's coming into a, now a team with that's run by Aaron Judge, has uh, has guys like Rizzo and LeMay who are all business, and now Juan Soto, who's you know a generational talent, which gets thrown around a lot in today's world. But the um, if you don't if you don't you know fall in line, then there's big problems. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're Alex Verdugo and your agent, who is he? Who's he represented by? I don't know. Who's, who's who gives a, a shit? Is but he's he a playing Boris for a contract. Guy? He's playing for right. a contract. This is, there's the no thing. better the setup thing. for him going into a free agent year. It's like you're on. You're going to be the seventh most important hitter in this lineup. Okay, just go be pretty good, and you're going to get a nice contract this offseason. Yeah, and you're going to get pitches too. Just like, shut up. Is, don't don't open your mouth. Just 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 because uh, nobody wants to see the grill. <laughs> nobody wants to see the grill that you have in your mouth. Do the Yankees have a policy against against grills like diamond plated grills? No, because I don't know if that exists. So he might he Do might come iced out. So he's got he's had the Amish beard, which is famously yeah. no mustache. Yeah, but you can have. Well, a there's mustache. like a pencil thin. There's like a really flesh colored. Does he come in with mustache? a mustache? That's the thing. Does he come in with a mustache? I hope not because it's going to look really stupid, but he might, he might have like a Paul wall look where he comes in with like Paul a really, wall. the yeah. Iceman Paul wall. That's, that's what I, that's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting him to come in grill stunting like a disco ball. Yeah. He might come in and, and just, and, and try to rep that. We'll see. And then get laughed out of the clubhouse. <laughs> I was going to say, and then get booed the first time he grinds into no, a No, laughed play. out of the clubhouse. Like get, get, get your face 
out of here until that is gone. Wow. God. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still a little bit cautiously optimistic for Vudugo. I'm obviously ecstatic about Juan Soto. The, the offseason is not done. They still need to acquire starting pitching, as we said, and maybe some some more bullpen depth, although I'm less concerned with the bullpen. Is the roster, the position player roster done, though, in your opinion? Uh, no, because I think there's going to be guys moved, and, and maybe there's some consolidation with what's happening on the infield as far as like the – Again, like Peraza, Cabrera, like you got guys who who's the platoon infielder? Is it somebody in house? Do is it you know they're they're talking about potentially a reunion with uh, bringing IKF back? So I think I think that some of those guys might get moved, and I don't know if there's a a consolidation for some type of an upgrade in that would like again, man, like I would love to see I would love to see them uh, them upgrade some a position on the infield in some capacity to have a, a, a rover. Uh, that would be helpful I because think you, you still have a- to understand that LeMahieu could get hurt. Yep. You can't you can't fully expect him to to play a full season. Like you hope that that's going to be the case, and you can you can you can you can put him in the lineup, but you can't expect him to play every single day at third base. So you do have to have an option uh, for for third base if and backup shortstop and backup shortstop. Yeah, I, I I also think as much as Rizzo were and that could be Cabrera. We hope Rizzo comes back and is great. Like that's not also a guarantee either. So I think, despite the fact that the infield is crowded, I don't think it's a surefire thing. Yeah. So I I I think there's still moves to be made. I think that there's still and again like they they do have some some guys that they can move to to upgrade. Uh, you know, even in the short term, if that's the case, someone in the um, someone on the major league roster, but. Uh, pitching is definitely going to be the 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 next thing that they're looking at hard, and Yamamoto obviously is is uh, is circled. So we'll see. All right. Oh, yeah. and here's the other thing, real quick. Sorry. The uh, when I, when I was referring to Verdugo as the fourth outfielder, and that's right r- right where I want him. Like that's still very much in play because Dominguez, if he comes back late June, July, fuck it, August, whatever. If he's the guy that we saw and and continue. Verdugo's not going to play every single day. That that that's moving now. Um, it's shifting guys around. But you also, Dominguez plays center with, field, and you have Soto and uh, Judge on the corners. Like there's, but in your description right there, Staten is DHing, and we all know that's not a guarantee. So Juan Soto very easily slots into a DH spot if if Staten's on the IL. But that still puts Verdugo as the fourth outfielder, and with which with optionality in the outfield for for inflexibility. No, Verdugo would not be the fourth outfielder in that situation. Even if Dominguez is back, it's Judge Verdugo Dominguez is the outfield. Judge uh, Verdugo Dominguez. If Stanton's oh. if Stanton's on the shelf, Soto. Oh, if Stanton's on the shelf, yeah, yeah. If Stanton's okay, on the shelf. You're saying Soto, if Stanton's on the shelf, yes, yeah. which is come on. Like even Brian Cashman himself said is probably going to happen. Injuries are a part of his game. Yes. That is that is very very true, but still Verdugo is the fourth outfielder at that point. If Stanton's on the shelf, then yes, he's sliding in from the fourth spot into the starting rotation. But he is not a starter if everybody's healthy. If that's the case, but no. we know as the Yankees as the Yankees go, like they they mix and match lineups all day long. So even if he is the fourth outfielder, he's going to get a lot of run. He's going to get a lot of uh, opportunity to play. Be interesting to see if they just stick Soto in left field or if they put Soto in right field and move Judge. To I think right field. now Judge is going to be the center fielder. Is uh, no, what to, I'm saying uh, is everybody's what, saying when in a world in which um, Soto is. Well, I guess no. If Soto's DHing, then that's not the case. Never mind. 
I just because Soto is um, not he's the worst defender. outfielder. Yeah, uh, and right field just being pretty easy. Or you can hide a below average outfielder at, in right field at Yankee Stadium. So that would be where you'd stick Soto because left field's not easy at Yankee. Stadium. Left field's pretty big at Yankee Stadium. No, but if Dominguez is back and he's playing center field, and you have Judge, like Judge isn't going to go over and play left. No, no, no. Judge isn't going to play left, but so, he could so play then, left. But then Soto is your left fielder at that point. And you deal Logan with and I briefly defense. talked about this. It's like, what if you just go to Aaron Judge right now and be like, you're going to play left field going forward? I mean, he would do it, but I don't. Yeah, but he never got he never got there in an actual spring training game, did he? Yeah, oh, in the game was, he did. Th- not he did. in a regular season. Okay. Right. Well, now you got that with, with Soto at Yankee Stadium. Okay. Well, there's going to be a lot of you're going to see you're going to see some DH spot, obviously, and then you're going to see uh, Grisham in center field because of the defense. I think it completely depends on the game situation. If Soto's coming up next inning, no. If Soto just hit last inning, yeah. No, he plays every day. I don't think I don't. He's not the type of player that you're removing. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, didn't Soto DH a good amount last year? Yeah, you could just lose the DH. I feel like I don't most know. of his and most of his games played were DH, I thought, for Soto. Late inning defense is not something I'm worried about right now. Oh, never mind. <laughs> Look, never if we mind. have a if we, if we have a late inning D8, I'm sorry, if we have a late inning uh defense problem on our hands uh, consistently, that means they're winning <laughs> and they're and they're scoring runs. The so problem last year was early innings offense. The er, the problem last year was offense. Yeah, runs scoring. Offense. Runs yeah, coming across home plate. Last year Yankees uh m- most innings of any team Without a run scored, or excuse me, without a base runner, it was without a base runner. Cool. What does that mean? Go get bat to ball guys who can get on base. Yes, he did. Which I absolutely availability is the best ability. All right, guys, that's going to wrap it up. A double feature this week because of the big news. We'll be back at you again next Wednesday. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five-star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees.